Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
What happened? Today's been that kind of day, folks. Silly, goofy, goofy, silly. Silly Billy! Hey. There we go. Now I can see. Now I got eyes everywhere. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, friends. I hope you're doing amazing on this uh, Monday evening, morning, or whatever. I, what the hell? It's a, this curly... I, I should just shave it all off. That's what I think I should do. I can't even see through my hair. That's embarrassing. I'm like... Struggling here. What's going on, Targaryen? Hello. Hello. Yo, yo. How are you? No, don't shave it. You don't think I should shave it? No. Get no, it don't shave it. You don't think It'd be so easy. So easy. No, no upkeep. I just, no hair. You know? I just, uh, you know, clowning around hairless. Like a Siamese cat. Imagine me as a Siamese cat. Oh, Itachi, your cat ran up and sat to watch the stream. That's good. Itachi, how you doing? Say hello to Itachi. Pet, pet. Itachi's little head for me, please. Turn down the music? Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. I got a little too excited. Got a little too excited right there, folks. Um, it's that kind of Monday. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. that kind of Monday. We're a little late. Just got a nice fade up. Uh, love the office space. Hey, thank you. I don't know if you can see, but we installed some rugs behind me. Uh, again, all Raven. Give it up to her in the chat. She's very, very good with this stuff. Here, let me show you guys. You now you guys can see. There you go. You guys can see the rugs. You know, I got some picture frames we're going to set up over there on that side. So, we're decorating. We got, we got the, uh, I don't know if you noticed this in my last video, that one. Can anybody name what that one is? If you can, shout out to you and your family. Yes, lots of colors. A very colorful set. It's going to look like your grandma's basement. That's what it's going to look like. Sup, how you doing? Where'd you get the couch from? Uh, Raven actually found it on OfferUp. So that's where that came from. Um, yo, yo. Hey, yo. Hello. How are you? Welcome. Purple pillows would be cool. Yeah. Purple pillows are cool. Purple Hills. Remember that? Uh, Eminem and D12 song Purple Pills Purple Hills Purple Pillows 
Pillow Willow, Dillo, Armadillo. Yeah. Uh. You see, Jay Z and Beyonce bought a $200 million house? Like, bro. They bought it cash, too. Like, bro. Broski. I climbed the highest mountain once or twice. Who's counting? You guys want to see something? You get here. Let's watch a clip. You tell me what you think about this clip. Yeah, I'm curious to get your opinion on this chat. Uh, hold up. I gotta set something up real quick. Hold on. I know exactly why the music was so loud. Cause I forgot to dim it. You don't dim music, Dennis. You fade it. Okay. Here we go. Okay, still kind of loud. I'm playing with a volume control. I wish there was a way I could make it sound even softer. Okay. Here we go. This is this is what it is, okay? Shit, because men naturally have high sex drives. They're naturally going to look at other women and want to be with other women. So why not just allow it? Why are they all What's like your it? opinion on domestic abuse? That's Nico, folks. That's Nico. Okay? It's Nico. That's Nico. Saying that. Are you wearing a Jurassic Park shirt? Yes. Shout out to uh, Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park, the classic. Do you still YouTube? Clearly. Right? I don't. I'm not with that. Like, like a little bit? I mean, in what way? No. Immediately no. Immediately no. No, don't even don't even indulge this man. Like immediately no. Shit, because men naturally have high sex drives. They're naturally gonna look at other women and wanna be with other women, so why not just allow it? Why are they all what's your opinion on domestic abuse? I No. Look at all the faces of all the women on the their Five women, total four just watching. This is an e-date on Jadion's channel. Look at the four women. Look at their faces. They're all like, did this just... She's like, did this just happen? She's like, regretting every life decision that led her to this point. She's like deer in headlights. Like, somebody would say this. And then she's just like halfway through an eye roll. Like a murderous eye roll. I don't. I'm not with that. Like, like, she for a second here thought, I'm going to get out, I'm going to leave, and then she was like, uh... Like a little bit? I mean, in what way? Because if it's like... No. Like, sexually, maybe a little bit. Like, if he roughing me up in the bed, but not like domestic... He didn't mean it sexually. You know exactly what he meant. Abuse as in arguing and you're putting your hands on somebody. So you like being slapped and choked in the bed, but if you act out of line, then it's different. It's different. Why? Because it's not sexual. Well, don't it's you think that would turn you on a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, not if you. Thanks for the follow, Bat Boy Forever. I don't know why the hell they're talking about this. He's like beating my ass. No, no. I should join Clubhouse and debate people. Let's do that. How do I join Clubhouse? Can't we just do a Twitter space? 
beating ass, but just like when you start <laughs> nagging too much of your complaints, just just. I mean, I wouldn't just... want him to smack me, but if he kind of like grabbed me by the neck or something, then yeah, that would turn me on. Yeah, okay. he does. When you're acting yeah. out of line. Yeah, I like the aggressiveness. So a little bit of domestic abuse. Just a little. Like you could tell me to shut the fuck up and grab me by the neck or something. That would turn. Are me you on. gonna? Is this real life? Is this real life? Dude got the Andrew Tate sport coat, yes, but he bought it secondhand at TJ Maxx. To call the cops and then record it and then expose and then try to take out my money? Absolutely not. I'm with you for the long run. What makes you so sure about that? But is it domestic abuse if you consent? Um, I don't think that it's possible for you to consent domestic abuse, is it? I mean, you know? He's talking about scenarios. He said, like, if you run your mouth and I smack you a little bit. He's clearly talking about just, vi like, violently beating up a woman if she if she's out of line. You know, if he thinks that she's out of line. And who establishes the uh, the precedent for what's out of line? How you doing, Dom? Domestic isn't BDSM. Yeah, there's a, a huge difference. BDSM is sexual, right? You... you you know, and it's sexual. You, you've done a lot of research on this topic. Bet a lot of people in the chat have too. Yeah, the, the Dion is at the bottom right here. This is on his stream. Well, a healthy couple makes agreements to, to those things, but there's a big difference between just beating someone. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's asking for permission to just beat up his significant other. What the? I'm loyal. I stick with people. Trust me. Okay. Mommy milkers. Yeah. Yeah. BDSM is very different. This is so weird. It was so so weird. I jumped in there for a second just to uh, call Sneeko a cuck. And I immediately saw this. And I was like, this has to be an alternate reality. Your username is Morchi Corgi, but let's see. Let's look up what kind of posts you've been doing on the sub. You want to be unbanned from the sub? Let's take a look. I mean, you're not even active on the sub. Your last was like your last post was like three months ago. What do you think, chat? Should we let them back in the sub? Chat, one if we let them back in, two if we don't. You decide, chat. One, to let Morchi Corgi Butt back in. Two, no. You tell me, chat. One, to be let back in, to be unbanned. Two, no. Oh, it says you're not one. Okay. It says you're unbanned. So, double check. 
Whatever's going on. Here. Let me... I'm gonna check the front for something real quick. Check check to see if you're on band. And I'll come back... When I come back, I'll fix it if it's not... Fixed yet. Hold on one sec, because I have to check. We got something going on in the building here. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're going to talk about tell-all part two. And sorry, the potato is not here not because I'm just not in the mood to smile and dance around in my potato filter. I'm just like not feeling it. So thank you for understanding. We're obsessed with TLC and all the trashy reality TV. It's a recap. It's a recap. It's a recap. Let's start with Mahmoud because he lost his temper last week and he was throwing this huge big fit and Nicole's crying as a result. And I just don't understand why she's so upset, why she's hyperventilating, why is she crying? Just let him blow off some steam. He's not even there with you. Like you can deal with him later. I'm sure he'll be fine, which he was later. He came around. I want to say sorry to everybody. And Gabe was kind of f***ing annoying. I wanted. So, okay. Remember when TLC was the learning channel? Yes, I remember that. Um, can we get an update with the uh, Mochi? Uh, you're still banned? Okay. Mochi, Mochi Corgi butt. Um, play this music. Let me see if I can find the mod mail. Mod mail. 
Okay. Oh, hey. What's up? Yeah, one sec. There you go. You are all clear. You have been cleared. Yes, I'm ready for the Vanderpump reunion. Okay, here we go. Let me play one thing here real quick. I gotta just do a couple things. To tell him to shut the fork up. Stop inserting yourself every two seconds. And the reason why I got so frustrated and annoyed is because I can only imagine like speaking to somebody where I don't know the language that well. I mean, Mahmoud knows how to speak English, but you know, it's not his first language and he struggles a lot. So like, I can only imagine me being verbally attacked over and over and over. And this person is accusing me of all these things. Like I'm going to force my future children to do this and that and he won't shut the f up and i don't i'm not good at this language and i'm just trying to like gather my thoughts and i don't know how to express myself and i can understand why mahmoud was so upset and frustrated because i would have been the same way next we have trey who joins through video um that's gabe's friend i didn't understand this whole segment uh, apparently isabella's jealous which i didn't even know did they address this the whole season who knows maybe i missed it because i was only paying attention to like 50 i just got a notification that you commented on the sub you i literally did this live like you literally just saw me do it it's so fucking funny people are <laughs> uh okay anyway back to it again uh Morgy Porgy or something. I feel like I remember the name and that they were not good. I don't know. I'll, uh, you know, we'll do whatever. I mean, if you guys want to see some of the, the comments I've gotten on this, uh, some of the, the unbanned requests, you want to read some of these? This one is hilarious. Where is it? Also, by the way, if you if any of you guys are banned, feel free to let me know. Oh, this one's hilarious. Look at this. Look at how insane. Look at how legitimately insane this person is. Okay? They literally look at they they like they sent me this message in the mod mail. They said, "You're literally a loser with a failing business. Have fun banning the few people who kept you relevant. You stream the 10 to 30 people pathetic. No one wants to rent out your shitty podcast studio. The place you rented looks like a dump, and the outside isn't appealing enough for people that want to come in. You keep thinking you'll be the next Hassan or H3, and you never will. By the way, everyone is laughing at you for having to make fake accounts to keep the engagement on your sub. Secondhand embarrassment for real. You can ban everyone, but at the end of the day, you're still a fallen irrelevant loser threatening to sue a girl who eats out of a dumpster. You're a garbage human and karma will catch up with you. Oh, stay through the dirt. Okay, it keeps going. Keeps going. It keeps going. Okay, it keeps going. This person was not satisfied with that. Okay, it keeps going. Said, also no one cares enough to appeal a band. Clearly you do. You did. That's literally what you just did. You like literally appealed a band. You dumb motherfucker. Uh, also no one cares enough to appeal a band. They'll just move on while you generate no money on any of your business. LOL. 
your safety net must be thin. By the way, alone is in a safety net podcast, a BYOB comedy club, and a struggling YouTube channel clearly isn't enough to live on much less rent out a locale. They keep going. All your fans sound like they used to go to the shark bus with a magnificent cult you've built. It keeps going. Keeps going. <laughs> and then I, I responded saying, after seeing just how dedicated this person was to, like, messaging me, I, I sent them a message saying, hey, just remember that you are loved. Have no fear. Things will get better. Hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> and they responded, cute. Thanks for being, for going to daddy and telling on me. But guess what? It didn't work. Have a great day. Winning feels great. What are you what are you even talking about? What are you what are you winning at, bro? What are you winning at? Uh This is so fucking crazy. I mean, the amount of dedication that this person has. Let's see what what do they post? I got 1.9 1.9k karma. Uh Oh, this was the person who posted this over the weekend. Huh. Interesting. This is the person who, who posted. Oh no, this was uh, this is a different post. I thought because somebody posted something. Never mind. What did I say here? Oh no, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with front temporal dementia, according to his wife Emma. Here's to wishing. I mean. Here's the thing that I never said before. At one point, a couple of months ago, I was testing an AI on my account. And I was just having all of my posts generated by an AI. And I this post, I'm pretty sure this was AI generated, obviously. I think I went back and deleted it after seeing just, uh, you know, people talk about it. My dad has aphasia, dementia, and Alzheimer's. I know it's uncurable. Like, trust me, I've been doing everything I can to help out my dad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is fucked up that I, even, that I allowed that to go on my account, yeah. It's dumb, it makes no sense. But yeah. The AI was posting some really weird shit, but it was, it was like, I guess, like a, I guess kind of a fun test. Will she have to pay for 24-7 nannies for the baby? Also, she doesn't have a, what are you talking about? Oh, this is a Bill Murray post that uh, Captain Dick Breath posted. Uh, I mean, this person seems like... This person seems like... They've had several posts removed by mods. This was before I was modded. This is from three months ago, so the mods were already... Oh, I remember this. Remember when people were accusing me of, like... This is so funny. People don't realize that, like, anybody can put anything up on Craigslist. Like, it's, like, what, three bucks? To put something up on Craigslist is so fucking crazy. Oh, this is the same person who was posting stuff about... People from the subreddit and talking shit. I think this is Kitchen Witch they were harassing. They harassed Kitchen Witch and a bunch of other people on the subreddit for a minute. Anyway, this person looks like they suck. 
And you can tell. Yeah. Oh, this person's definitely gonna stay in jail. They're gonna stay in the uh, in the band. They seem like a really toxic, awful person. Oh, this too. What a weirdo. What a fucking weirdo. Wait, hold up. I'm gonna go back. Ah, fuck it. Oh, I'm not in the middle. Here we go. More in the middle. Oh yeah, I, you guys, you guys have known that my dad had that. You guys didn't know that my dad had that. Yeah, my dad's been, uh, he's been working on that. There's really like no cure for any of that stuff. So yeah, it's, um, it is what it is. Some of these same people. When I first shared this, they were talking about my dad's brain being dead and how his brain was mush. Like, these are the same people who are now talking about that Bruce Willis post, and they were saying that shit about my dad. Yeah, it's all good though, Targaryen. You know, at this point, I'm just like, I'm over it. I love my dad. And I'm just happy I get some time with him. You know? I'm trying to convince my parents to move with me. Um, to move here. So, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but that would be fucking great. I want to help my dad as he's getting old. He wasn't there for me as a kid, but I want to do that for him, you know? I'm glad your dad has your mom to help him through. Yeah, but my mom's old. My mom's old. That's the thing. Like, it's getting hard for her, you know what I mean? At least if she's around, I can, like, be an extra set of eyes. You know what I mean? It's not easy. Um... I also feel like, and I'm going to be honest with you, I also feel like if my parents move here, my brother is more inclined to move as well. So that'd be kind of cool. Do they still live abroad? Yeah, they do. My dad and my, my mom, my dad, and my brother. They all live abroad. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one of the Fatosha family living here. So let me get some squirt, some sweet, sweet squirt in my mouth. Sweet, sweet, sweet in my mouth. I do have a brother. I have a younger brother. You need to see my brother? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he ever wants to make himself seen, he's a very private person. He doesn't even have social media, which is ironic because at some point, I guess some weirdo, there's some like really dedicated weirdos. They like found somewhere that I had mentioned my brother and they started posting as though they were my brother. And I, I just kind of hit him up. I was like, bro, or, or, like, I know you don't have social media, but I've been seeing some weird shit. He's like, bro, don't worry about it. I'm not even, I'm nowhere. Like he's nowhere. Like, <laughs> also I'm a goofball, but everybody I, uh, interact with, like, they're like serious people. 
Like, my brother is a fucking lawyer. He's, like, legit. So, I'm not. I'm like a fucking goofball. I took all the goof. That is mad creepy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you guys you guys have seen this shit. It's gotten creepy, too. Even with my uh, partners. Like, my partner. Yeah. You know, people take it too far. They take it way too far. It's like, get a life. Get a life. Because I'm living mine. Uh. Do, 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 do. Boom, boom. Oh, by the way, I'm so happy. I just did a new, I just did my first interview today, which I think I'm going to share on Saturday. I have two more lined up. I'm going to, I've been starting, I've been interviewing YouTubers. There's one that I really want to interview. Um, they haven't gotten back to me. But we've been having a back and forth. They haven't gotten back to me since the last time I messaged them. But we've, for a while now, we've been, like, communicating about this. But, you know. Um, yeah, we've been chatting it up. Is it Angelo Garcia? I wish. I wish. Bulldog noodles? What's that? Bulgogi noodles. Bulgogi is my favorite. Is bulgogi? No, that's not... I'm a fucking idiot. Bulgogi. No, bulgogi is meat. I fucking knew it. What's the thick Korean noodles? What are they called? What do you guys know what the thick Korean noodles are called? They're my fucking favorite. No, pho is Vietnamese. Pho is Vietnamese. Oh, wow. We're full. Today. One, two, three. Korean noodles. Let me see. Let me see. I'll show you my favorite packaged Korean noodles. I like the spicy ones. Nikocado Avocado put me on those. These. Oh, yes. Bulldog. Here's a Bulldog. You were talking about Korean noodles all along. Bulldog is Korean noodles. But these, these are my favorite. Samyang. Samyang. Try the Bulldog noodles while streaming. They're so spicy. I'll try them out. I like these, though. These are great. These are fucking terrific. But why do they have a picture of a person meditating at this on their crotch? Oh, they're, they're showing the size. Jesus. That's so weird. Look at this. Look at it. This is so funny. Look at this. <laughs> the way that they have it to show you the size. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like the seaweed, the seafood one, and I also like the spicy one. The this one, this one's also one of my favorites. Nongshim Shin. This one is I don't know if that's how you say it, but this I fucking love this. I used, oh, this got me through the pandemic. This got me through the pandemic. No joke. That's that was my shit. Got me right through the pandemic. Mm, damn, love me some noodles. This is it right here. The curry flavor. Japanese okonomiyaki. That sounds good. Love you too, Michael. Love you too. It's the chakras. Anyway, what else we got going on today? I wanted to see this Brian Kohlberger shit. Let's see this Brian Kohlberger. You read the affidavit and you just find out that nobody understands exactly why, but he was stalking them, he was hunting them. The maximum penalty for that offense, if you plead guilty or are found guilty, is up to death and or imprisonment for life. Do you understand? Yes. This was probably a person that blends into the background. Yeah, we're at, from Pennsylvania. We actually don't have like crosswalks. His neighbors and people who know him superficially would probably never guess yes, that he had any violent tendencies. It's disgusting to think about someone that you stay out with all the time to do something like this. Are you waiving your right to a speedy preliminary hearing? Yes. If you got to know him well, you would see layers of things that were a bit off or different. What I do know is that Brian did have anger issues. You could tell there was something off about him. Very quiet, calculated about what he says. Actually very similar to the how he walked into court. No different. I'm just curious about the law. I don't mean to... Oh, no, yeah, I yeah, can find it for you. Yeah. Everything that I've read about Brian Koberger would fit the type of person that we would expect for doing a crime like this. The details about Brian Koberger's life before he was charged in the quadruple homicide, they are limited. But there are some things that we know about the suspect. Koberger, who was originally from Pennsylvania, received a bachelor's degree from DeSale University in 2020. And he completed a graduate program at DeSale as well. In November of 2022, when the University of Idaho murders occurred, Koberger was enrolled as a criminology graduate student, PhD program at nearby Washington State University, Pullum Campus. That's where he was pulled over for a traffic violation on campus back in November. There's body cam footage of that traffic stop that has been released and Koberger is seen speaking to this law enforcement officer about why he was stopped and he doesn't really let it go. There's not really a great option there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just slightly into the crosswalk, so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, where I'm from Pennsylvania, we mm-hmm. actually don't have like crosswalks. Oh, so even if you're if you're kind of slightly, they have there's a little bit more. What is he talking about? They don't have crosswalks in Pennsylvania. That to me is a red flag. That man sounds like an absolute psycho. You don't have a crosswalk in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't even have to Google it. I fucking know you don't. You have crosswalks in Pennsylvania. Like, but I just want to do it just for the sake of being petty and looking it up. Cross walks Pennsylvania. Maps. Let's go to any street in Pennsylvania. Let's go to Allentown. Okay. Here. Let's go to Lanark. I bet you will find a crosswalk in Lanark. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we're in the middle of a highway. Uh Uh-oh. Wrong place to drop off, Dennis. Okay. Jesus, come on. Is he about... Am I about to prove his point? (laughs) Come on. I feel like I dropped down on a highway. I dropped down on the wrong spot. Jesus. Okay. Let's go Oakhurst Drive. That looks like a street. Okay, here we go. This is the street. Where are the crosswalks? Oh, oh, is this a crosswalk? Uh, no, there is no crosswalk. Jesus. My God. Show me a crosswalk. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this is not looking good, Dennis. Not looking good. What is happening? I'm trying to find a crosswalk in Pennsylvania to prove this murderer wrong. He does not deserve to be right about anything, ever. Okay. There's no crosswalks. How is there no crosswalks? There's got to be some crosswalks. There's no crosswalk. How is there no crosswalks? I mean, does this count as a crosswalk? Does this count as a crosswalk? How are there no crosswalks in Pennsylvania? Hold up. This sample is wrong. We're going to find a different. Oh, you like the green couch? Thank you. Props to Raven for finding here. This is this looks like a busier area. Oh, 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 there's a school. There's a church. There's got to be a crosswalk near the church. No crosswalks. Hey, I guess he was right. There are no fucking crosswalks in Pennsylvania. So, hey, I'll give that to him. I, uh... 
or leeway as well. Like there are a few lines. Like there's one white line and there's another one. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a like a certain yeah. margin from which you can actually kind of put your vehicle, uh, place your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I know laws vary state to state, but right, there right. is a law yeah. in Washington for blocking an intersection like that, proceeding through when yeah. it, you don't. Um, when you're just stalling. I forget the actual verbiage. I can find it for you, but it's like stalling, blocking an intersection. Yeah. I'm just curious about uh-huh. the law. I don't mean to... Oh, no, yeah, I yeah, can find it for you. Yeah. And what happens after that, the officer goes back to her vehicle. She looks up the law, looks up the website that the law is on, and she goes back and has to read him the statute and tell him, this is where you look up laws if you are interested. And he goes on for another two or three minutes back and forth with the officer. Joining us now to talk about all of this, Salt Lake City, Utah, private investigator Jason Jensen, and in Nashville, Tennessee, legal commentator, former Los Angeles- Oh shit, Angeles- it's Emily D. Baker. Deputy District Attorney, podcaster, and YouTube host of The Emily Show. Emily D. Baker is with us. Thank you both for weighing in on this. Emily, let me start with you. Is he a wannabe officer, a wannabe lawyer in the way that you hear him going back and forth with this officer? What's interesting is that he says where he's from in Pennsylvania, they don't even have crosswalks, and then proceeds to talk about how there's more layway and the layout of the crosswalks. So I don't know if he wants to be an attorney, but he's caught himself in his own misstatement saying there's no crosswalks, and then actually they're set up differently. I mean, we kind of did look up crosswalks, so there are no crosswalks. So I don't know. But I think he wanted to continue to talk and we saw that in every single one of his traffic stops that he he has quite a lot to say. Not as much to say in court today though, however. Jason, what's your take on him arguing this out with the officer and really not letting it go? It goes for a total of 15 minutes this entire stop. Man, he just sounds like he's annoying. If 15 minutes arguing back and forth with a police officer, just take the L, bro. Just say you made them like look up the statute. Like, just take the L, bro. Jesus. Your observation is spot on. Uh, he really has an argumentative spirit about these things rather than just being polite and courteous and just get through the traffic stop. Traffic violations are strict liability. You don't have to be first on it. You just have to, you know, be, you're expected to know it before you're entered that state and operate a motor vehicle. So if he's wrong, he's wrong. He just tries to be polite and get his way through it. But he wants to argue instead. I want to quickly play something uh, that has to do with his return to Pennsylvania. So this is when he was in Washington there that we just saw in video, but he went back home for the holiday season. That was in December of 2022. And according to a recent NBC Dateline episode, The Killings on King Road, Koberger's own sister became suspicious of his involvement in the Idaho murders during his time at home. Yeah, I know. I think I think most people are just like surprised there are no crosswalks in Pennsylvania. They're like, yeah, he contradicted himself, and because you know, of course, Pennsylvania would have crosswalks, and <laughs> like like I thought, but you look it up, there are really no fucking crosswalks in Pennsylvania. Like, what the fuck? That's just so unusual. I wonder why. Let me. Uh, can we look this up? Why does Pennsylvania not have crosswalks? There isn't a simple, what is an unmarked crosswalk? 
I guess that's what they have. They have like an unmarked crosswalk. That's what it's called. According to our source, investigators learned the following. One of Brian's two older sisters, home for the holidays, brought up an uncomfortable topic. The sister had noticed Brian had been wearing latex gloves. She thought it odd. And at some point, the sister, quite loudly, pointed out that at the time of the murders in Moscow, Brian had lived just a few miles away in Pullman, and that Brian drove a white Elantra, a car that law enforcement across the... I love how the uh, the fucking close captioning, white Elantra, white cilantro. <laughs> Dude, seriously? <laughs> That's, I feel bad for anybody who relies on this. You're like, you're like, white cilantro? What the? Are you kidding me? We should do more investigations. I agree, Mama Creepy. ...was looking for. Add that to the gloves. And the sister said she thought the Koberger family should consider that Brian might have killed the four students in Moscow. Now the piece goes on, Emily, to say that his father felt strongly it was not the case. And then we know by December 30th is when SWAT was kicking in their door, the FBI coming in and taking him under arrest and seizing things inside of their family home. But this is big information for a family that's watching him as he's moving inside of their home, is it not? This is a lot of information. I wonder if Brian Koberger was worried that the law enforcement was going to go through the trash and try to find fingerprints and DNA, which is exactly what they did. And they only found familial DNA to his father. And it would be very odd indeed to have someone walking around the family home constantly wearing gloves, given all the other circumstances. I'm not surprised it raised alarm bells. I'm more surprised that the sister talked to the media about it. Well, it sounds like they have a source who gave them that information. But Jason Jensen wanted to ask you a similar question to that reaction to that information. We know when we saw the search warrant in this case that the police did recover four medical style latex gloves. And it seemed a bit strange that that would have anything to do with the accusations in this case because he wasn't in the area anymore. Why would he still need gloves when he's at home? But it seems like that answers a bit of the question. Yeah, exactly. With him being a criminology, you know, major going to, for his doctorate, he's going to know about police techniques like trash poles and things of that nature. So clearly wearing his gloves at home, he's preparing for that just in such an event. So it's not a surprise, but it should have sent alarm bells for the entire family. But for the parents being in denial, they should, should have been the first ones to call in something like that. Damn. Zam. He's definitely a weirdo. Oof. I really, I really, I get a bad feeling when I look at this guy. Like a really bad feeling. Like, you remember some of the first pictures that came out of him? Uh, he is such a weirdo. Brian Koberger. Some of the first pictures of him. Like, he has... It looks like he's like a blank slate of a human. Like there's nothing going on in there. No matter what picture it is, it's like always empty. It's like he's a shell. Even here, he's trying to smile. He looks like a murderer. Like in this, and obviously I say allegedly. I'm like, but he looks like, he looks like a killer. He looks like his, his smile. Like this is literally how I imagine a, a murderer smiles. Like, 
like the most it's like he he's inhuman and he's trying to force to be human he's like you know he's like a robot he's a fucking uh you know like see this like no emotion nothing there's nothing behind the eyes no matter what angle you look at him Even here, when you're, they're, you're like, it's like a picture where he's trying to be like, he looks like Ted Bundy. Yeah, I see that too. Look at this. Like, he's such a fucking. It's insane. So crazy. And here, look, his mugshot too. He looks so smug. He's like, yeah, I did it. Just blank behind the eyes, yeah. You see, like he—he he looks like he's saying, "Yeah, I did it." He's like so smug. You can kind of, it looks like he's kind of smiling. I don't know if it's the lighting, but it looks like he has the smile marks are like kind of impressed a little bit on the sides of his mouth. Am I the only one who thinks that? Like, look. Fuck! Come on, I'm trying to make this larger. Like, look. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, the, maybe it's the lighting a little bit, but it looks like he's like, kind of smiling. Some Puko eyes? Yes, I've heard. Of eyes that like, uh, you have more white at the bottom, right? And that's supposed to mean that like, you're gonna have a tragic death. Isn't that what it is? What are the camera guys said cheese? Oh my God. Imagine they say that when you're, uh, when you go get your, your mugshot, they're like, say cheese. They say that if you smile in your, in your mugshot, it makes you look, makes the jury be less sympathetic, uh, with you during court. Most. I don't get why people like Sampuko eyes. It's a thing. I, I get why people like it. It's like any other trait that, that uh, it, there's like a, an air of mystery to it. You know what I mean? I've been wanting to watch this. I'm a big David Blaine fan. Most people... Patrick CC just put out a doc on David Blaine. ...their lives with the belief that magic isn't real. David Blaine is commonly known as one of the most iconic magicians in modern times, but simplifying David's stunts, illusions, and performances as just magic gives the assumption that it's all fake. However, standing in a block of ice for three days, being submerged in water for seven days, and being trapped in a glass box for 44 days were all very real stunts that thousands of people witnessed with their own two eyes. Yet still, some are not convinced. He has been called a fake, a fraud, a jester, and they do anything to invalidate validate his work. Despite the annoying critics and borderline physical torture, David Blaine continues- Yeah, this shit's so fucking crazy. This one specifically, I watched the video on this that he did. Holy shit. I, I'm like, why would anybody even think of doing this? So, for one of his stunts, he put on this, like, metal or electric conducting suit, and he stood surrounded by Tesla coils for, like, five days or some shit, just standing there, not sleeping. Not moving, not eating. He had a little tube for water. That's all. And the the sound apparently was like the the you know was insane. And they set up like a keyboard where people would come in and just like fuck with him and play shit on the keyboard and it, and it would activate different Tesla coils. It's fucking nuts. 
continue to up the ante throughout his career. But why? Well, because he feels most alive when he is just about to die. And this is how he continuously chased that All right, feeling. Guys, hope you feel better. Magicians have always been entertainers who perform in front of an audience with the intention to bend their minds. Typically, they sport a flashy outfit, a big stage with lights, smoke machines, and additional performers to create a spectacular experience worthy of a $100 plus ticket price. Their tricks can be long and drawn out, constantly diverting your attention all over the stage. The audience ooing and aahing. The performance crescendos to the abracadabra or voila moment that sends the overstimulated audience into an uproar of applause. However, David Blaine was the total opposite of this. David wore a plain shirt and sweats. He was emotionless in the face and gave small focused crowds of people magic on the street for free. He primarily did card tricks and some quarter tricks where he encouraged people to pay and then the floating trip, that's really what made him blow up, is where he like floated. Pay attention as closely as possible. The tricks were nothing spectacular, but what made it interesting were the reactions of the people. Mm. What? What? Look. Go ahead, turn your hand over. <laughs> Blaine performed for all walks of life, all races, all ages, and the outcome was always the same, being utterly confused or shocked by something they saw with their own two eyes. His simplistic approach made other magicians hate him. When Blaine landed his first primetime television show on ABC in 1997, he was immediately met with criticism. A New York Times article was released that insinuated the virtually unknown street magician was only given a special because he had friends in some very high places. One that professional true, magician Blaine insisted Blaine's best tricks could be found for about $30 at a Times Square magic shop. Jamie Ian Swiss, a magician and columnist for Genie Magic magazine said his own genie magic magazine is that a real thing only skill is removing money from a wallet and da david is not dead he's not dead no handing it to a person behind the counter swiss asserted that abc executives had the wool pulled over their eyes it also didn't help that in his first major interview on conan he was so nervous he messed up his card trick his first mistake was when he made this extremely choppy pass. You can see him move the deck from back to front. Then he attempts to do a double lift, which is when he grabs two cards and makes you think he only grabbed one, but he struggled while trying to grab two. Luckily he recovered and most people would never notice the errors. Blaine had no interest in addressing the criticism. They were likely just hating on him, and he simply wanted to make magic accessible to as many people as possible. David was inspired by the great Harry Houdini, who brought magic to people on the streets. Plus, we have the benefit of hindsight now, and we know that the traditional magic show aged like milk, and street performances or interviews is a format that remains extremely relevant 25 years later on TikTok, the number one app in the world. However, card tricks were not enough to keep David going. He wanted to push himself to greater limits, put his life on the line to prove he is truly one of a kind, which led to his first major public stunt, being buried alive for a week. Yeah, he's now like an endurance artist, so he went beyond just magic. Straight. Harry Houdini actually performed at least three variations of the stunt during his career. David was mesmerized by a poster of the final version of this stunt that Houdini never got to complete due to his early death. Houdini was going to escape after being strapped in a straitjacket, sealed in a casket, and then buried in a large tank filled with sand. So I, I stare at, I love that poster since I was a kid. It's like in the magic books, you see that. Oh, that painting, that's Kramer. 
poster. Initially, his friend and founder of the Conjuring Arts Research Center, Bill Kalush, suggested that Blaine fake the stunt and discreetly sneak out of the coffin, then return a month later before the resurrection. But Blaine had no interest in faking, so he bought a casket, put it in his living room, and practiced sleeping in it. Then he practiced fasting for multiple days. He said he was able to do this for four days straight with no problem, so his goal was one week, buried alive in a glass casket so anyone could come and watch him. On April 5th, 1999, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, gave the final send-off as David Blaine entered the see-through coffin that also had six tons of water on top. Blaine didn't eat for two weeks before the stunt, but continued drinking water prior to and during the stunt. Oxygen was transferred in and out through holes above his head. A catheter was inserted into Blaine's bladder to safely drain any urine. Spectators would come and go whenever they wanted. He said people would shine flashlights on him at 2am to make sure he was really in there. He said one of the hardest parts of the stunt was peeing while people were looking at him. I suffered a little in here for this week, but I saw something truly incredible. People smiling and that made all of this worth it. Critics said that he had a trap door on the side of the coffin that led to another secret underground room with more space, food, and magazines to keep him entertained while a body double took his place inside the coffin. They often pointed to the water being on top as unnecessary and was only there to distort people's vision so they couldn't tell the difference between him and the body double. And honestly, these are decent critiques, but David was about to endure something far more dangerous than the buried alive stunt something that would be significantly harder to invalidate. But first, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Have you ever Googled your name and seen yourself on one of those strains? They make it very also affordable. See, to start after training for a year with ice cold water, Blaine believed he was ready to endure a stunt he called Frozen in Time. Lightly dressed in a long sleeve t-shirt, some pants, and a beanie, Blaine began shivering as blocks of ice were placed around him. A tube supplied him with air and water, while his urine was removed with another tube. The ice was transparent and resting on an elevated platform to show that he was actually inside the ice the entire time. During the stunt, Blaine couldn't sleep because touching the ice with any part of his body for a long period of time would have caused frostbite. Around hour 55, his eyes went out and he started hallucinating, saying that he was talking to imaginary people People, and they were talking back, and spiders were crawling all over him. But he knew he was in serious trouble when he thought a few hours had passed, when in reality, only one minute had passed. And I was convinced that I was dead and she could no longer see me. As the crowd shouts, let him out, the assistants decide to set him free, despite David's demands to not let him out before the 72-hour goal under any circumstance. Blaine was ultimately confined in the box of ice for 63 hours, 42 minutes, and 15 seconds before being removed with chainsaws. He nearly died in that ice, but he just as easily could have died from shock after he exited the ice. He was immediately taken to the hospital for treatment. It took one month to fully recover. He said he couldn't move his feet for weeks, but this time the critics were silenced. There was no way to fake this. Whether you saw it on TV or in real life, you knew this was as real as it gets. David told himself that he would never attempt a stunt of this difficulty in the future, but his yearning to face death would creep up again just two years later. Blaine swallowed a live snake and fantasized about doing you-know-what from the Brooklyn Bridge or dangling from a skyscraper. Nothing was too risky for him, and each stunt had an increased amount of danger to keep it interesting. 
Vertigo, which accompanied an hour-long film, was extremely risky, but also beautifully artistic. In the middle of Manhattan, Blaine stood atop a two-foot-wide pillar nearly ten stories tall in New York City for two days and two nights, with no food, no water, no sleep, and nothing to sit or lean on. This is one of his most underrated performances. 99.99% of us could not even stand for 35 hours straight, let alone being 100 feet in the air constantly battling the wind. There was no safety net or precaution set in place in case he fell, but the beautiful part about this stunt was its impact on the people. Thousands of New Yorkers halted their hectic and strenuous lives just to look up at David. I think one of the most profound things you could do uh, in Midtown Manhattan is stand still, uh, let alone for any length of time. You know, to stand still for, for uh, hours upon hours, day and a half in fact, this is a profound gesture for New York right now. As David put his mind and body on the line, he began hallucinating, which caused the buildings and structures around him to look like animal heads. Then, at the last hour, David jumped off the pillar, not on a cushy airbag, but rather a pile of empty cardboard boxes, and he somehow executed the jump perfectly. David was not just some lunatic adrenaline junkie. He was a performance artist who sacrificed his well-being for your entertainment. He even refused to get into personal relationships. I know that if I had kids, I wouldn't want to put them through the feeling that their father's in danger, which is why I am reluctant to get into a relationship and think about that right now. This led to so many people wondering why. Why is he constantly putting his life on the line? Is it really for the sake of magic? Well, the motivation behind all of David's stunts is actually much darker than we thought, and we learned this while he was preparing for his 2003 stunt, Above the Below, where he'd be confined in a 3 feet by 7 feet by 7 feet transparent plexiglass box suspended 30 feet in the air in the middle of London. His goal was to stay in this box for over a month. I also consider it something that, for me, is like the ultimate truth. When you live with nothing, there's no distractions. You're just there as you are, struggling. I think that's the purest state you can be in. Blaine later expressed how he loved the idea of death and hated life. So these stunts really make me feel great, and I love making people watch suffering because I had to watch it my whole life, watch people I loved and were close to deteriorate and die. I saw everybody I knew, my mother, my father, drop dead. I feel the most alive when I'm going through these experiences. That was pretty dark. There isn't much information about David's personal life and childhood. We know he was raised by a single mother. He says his father was never in his life. His mother was his first fan. He spent his days as a 10-year-old reading magic books, practicing tricks, and performing them for her and her friends. At 15, she developed cancer, so his magic became her. Damn it, I want to finish watching this, but I have to go, folks. Damn it, damn it, damn it! I have to go. Fuck. Alright, so you got a taste, okay? We're at the 12-minute mark. You guys go and check out Patrick CC and finish watching that, Okay. All right, folks. Hufflepuff, the Mighty Badgers. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I love you guys. This is always a lot of fun. Um, can't wait to finish this so you guys can see what this is going to look like. Um, but, yeah. All right, folks. Love you. Sorry. Music's kind of loud. Love you. See you next time. Night, night. What house are you? I think I did the test. Didn't I come out as, um, what was the house? Gryffindor. Came out as Gryffindor. That's the one I came out as. Um, all right. I love you guys. I'll see you later. All right. Peace.